Whoa, no way. MSU gave away another football game that they very easily could have won. Oh, man. Wow, that's crazy. That's so unlike them. Oh, who could have saw that coming? Oh, what? You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers, you get $200 in bonus bets when you bet $5 guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Uh, Yeah, another one of these shows. (laughs) Feels like we're doing reruns at this point because every game is almost the same here. Um, At least this one was competitive, though, unlike the last two. You still had the same sloppiness, the lack of discipline, and just... Seemingly the willingness to not win the game whatsoever, whether it be from the coaching staff. And I'm sorry, but eventually you do have to talk about these hardworking student athletes on the field because I, I, I get that coaching is the issue here. I get that the man at the top who's no longer here, Mel Tucker, set this culture into the program. But man, I don't think they're running false start drills at practice uh, as much as these players are leading on to believe. But before I get into the bulk of the show, hey, it's Matt Sheehan, host of Lockdown Spartans. Please rate, review, and subscribe. A lot of fun episodes coming up, just like the last few weeks have been uh, up here. Uh, no, basketball season will start soon enough. Those will be um, fun episodes here, but... Let's get into the show. Uh, Michigan State 16, Iowa 26. And yes, that is another game without an offensive touchdown from the starting unit. We will get to the quarterback battle here in a little bit because, hey, after you know two weeks of being in Noah Kim's corner, no thanks. Uh, all right, we've seen enough here. That is one touchdown drive generated by a Noah Kim-led offense in the last three games. That's horrendous. And I know that not all of it's his fault. You know, he had some droppies. He had some brutal penalties. And let's just get to that right now because, again, we will get back to the quarterback conversation here in a little bit. But I am just in awe, in awe of how much this team seemed like they just wanted to give this game away pretty much the whole night. And, no, we're not going to do a thing kind of like the Maryland game last week where it's like, oh, it's just an interception here or, oh, a penalty here. And then we're right there in the game like – No, here's the issue, guys. All this nonsense, all this BS that we see on the field, in the coaches' booth, on the sidelines is so deeply ingrained in this culture that an overhaul is needed ASAP. It's a good thing that Mel Tucker made that late-night phone call to Brenda Tracy, you know, because we can get onto the next chapter, whatever that is. It's going to be in two more long months, but, man, this is just the team. This is just Michigan State football. Dumb penalties, not taking advantage of winning opportunities. Let's just run down the list right here. And I'm I'm hardly going to even mention the three interceptions by Noah Kim or that punt return touchdown at the end of the game. Let's talk about some smaller plays that all add up to a loss here. Right at the jump of the game, Michigan State gets a rare trip inside of Iowa's red zone and a low block penalty is called. A rule change that has been in college football for years. That scoots Michigan State back 15 yards instead of putting them on the doorstep of a touchdown. Has to settle for a field goal. And Jonathan Kim, great kicker. But once again, a game that doesn't come down to field goal kicking because in the end it wasn't even all that close. Now you do have the first interception, which is bad. Not great. Uh, Now we could debate all day whether that was Jerron Glover, uh, Stutter stepping on the goal line. Maybe that threw off things a little bit. But regardless, an interception is an interception. 
I can't be making excuses every single week now. I've done it the first few weeks, but I'm out of excuses now for why these interceptions are being thrown. They are just what they are at this point. You're not scoring touchdowns. You're turning the ball over. It's time for the next chapter. And really quick, I know I keep on saying we're going to get to the quarterback conversation here in a little bit. Kaden Hauser was in street clothes all game today. So, like, I'm not going to have that as a talking point that, oh, they should have put Kaden Hauser in because he was in sweatpants and a T-shirt. That's going to be a little hard to play football in that. Anyway, after that first interception, Tumisi LA roughing the passer to add 15 yards onto a chunk play by Iowa. And Iowa hardly had any chunk plays, but, hey, we made sure to tack on 15 more yards. It's just stuff like that. And it, it really upsetting. I mean, the whole defensive line has been upsetting to begin with this season. But, like, man, th this was a highly rated transfer. Adelaide, and the only time we've really seen him in the last two weeks is when he's committing roughing the passer penalties to extend opponent drives. Uh, and then, of course, the missed tackles in route to the touchdown. And then, hey, let's go to the second half right here. Great turnover. Awesome. Angelo Gross, you're doing great things here. Look at you, just a turnover machine. But then what does the offense do? They, they turn into the one team whether it's NFL, college, Division II college, high school, peewee football, they are the one team in the entire nation and maybe parts of Canada too that cannot convert that fourth down on that push the quarterback through the pile play. How, how is it even possible to not get 36 inches on that play? Well, just ask the offensive line. Just ask the quarterback. Just ask anyone at Michigan State here because I swear – their contracts are contingent on not picking up fourth and shorts. And this has been a problem for the last two years, as you guys know. So you held Iowa to a field goal. Great job. You gave them three points for free, thanks to that. But, hey, you know what? Let, let's move it up here to the next offensive possession. We are at the 24-yard line. And, up, oh, Jalen Franklin, false start to back up a field goal to, the 50, to a 50-yarder. Of course, that goes up the upright. That misses. All right. And then Iowa, they're throwing out of their own end zone after a great punt by Ryan Eckley. And then, uh-oh, a pass interference to extend the Iowa drive. And then later on in the game, a shanked punt by Ryan Eckley. Not just like an okay punt, a flat-out horrible punt, which is a shame because overall, Ryan Eckley had a really good game. He had an A-minus game. But when the rest of your team is struggling that bad, when you are on the road, Sorry, you got to bring an A-plus game. A 15-yard punt to set up Iowa straight into points. Well, I, you got to call it out because that's a winning play that Michigan State could not take advantage of. And speaking of, how about the tip ball in the air that Cal Halliday could not catch? Again, a winning play. Michigan State had gift-wrafted opportunities for them. Could not take advantage of a single one. And again, that just goes back to the culture here. I'm going to name a few more before we hit on the culture a little bit more. Um, <laughs> this is a great one, too. Uh, tied game. Michigan State must score drive. It's third and three. And then the, the tight end position just can't do anything right. Uh, I, I don't know how it's possible for one position group to be this bad. But Evan Morris, false start. Okay, now it's a third and eight. And then, well, Spencer Brown, not a tight end, but he has a false start as well. So now it's third and 13. And by that time... Noah Kim is just afraid to throw the ball even four yards downfield. I mean, he's already shell-shocked by two interceptions. He has no confidence in his game. So yeah, what do you think happened on third and 13? Nothing good. And then, of course, it was the punt where you miss a tackle. It's, it's curtains. And they, that was the game right there. Those were almost a dozen winning plays that you could have done. And Michigan State is just in this pit right now. 
Oh, this is super negative. It's not really that optimistic. I'm supposed to be, you know, this big Michigan State guy. Woohoo! But no, this is this is a dark depth that Michigan State is in right now. Let's keep it in the conference for comparison right now. Remember how all of us would just clown Nebraska football, whether it be the Scott Frost era or any era, the Mike Riley era before that, that whenever Nebraska had a lead, you knew they were going to choke it away. Like that's just Nebraska football. That was always a, a shoe hanging over their head that was going to drop. It got contagious for Nebraska. This is just what it is for Michigan State. Complete refusal to make winning plays. Complete refusal to just clean it up a little bit. False start penalties. Okay, just look at the snap count. We have receivers committing false start penalties. If you're on the offensive line, I kind of get it. You got to get a really early jump against the defensive line. Receivers should have no reason for that, though. Or committing below-the-knee block penalties, something that has been a rule for years now in college football. It's just stuff like that, but that is the Michigan State culture. Whoever is the next head coach is going to be a very welcome sight to these eyes, to your eyes. And I was going to say, you know, like tear up all the carpet at the facility too. I know that NFL teams like to do that when they need a culture change. You just change the wallpaper. You change everything in the facility to give your players a blank slate. But you don't need to change the carpet. Like the football facility is already like new and whatever. I I I just can't, I cannot. And I I didn't even mention. I didn't even mention that Iowa was on their backup quarterback. That Iowa's offensive play caller is the second worst offensive coordinator that eat that these eyes have seen. I'll let you guess who the first worst offensive coordinator is. But like it is unbelievable. Almost almost truly legitimately unbelievable that Michigan State was able to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. Uh, we're going to keep going here, just talking about this game. I, I have no structure, rhyme, or reason here. We're just going to keep on going here, but oh, my God. Oh, that's right. It's this segment. Oh, my. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's the athletic brewing game changer of the week. All right, gang. Uh, now it's time for your game changer of the week, brought to you by athletic brewing company. Much like... MSU fans have changed the game. I, I can't name a player or a coach. Goodness, God, what, what kind of a segment is this? All right, they have changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Uh, it's like Brewing Company has been in my house for quite some time. So go ahead, knock a few back. It's my favorite thing to do because they taste delightful. We're talking the IPAs, the stouts, the porters. They have their pumpkin beer coming out in the very near future. And then you wake up the next morning, you're not feeling sluggish, you're not feeling hungover, you are feeling ready to go because athletic brewing is fit for all times. They brew 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, again, including IPAs, golden sours, and way more. So what are you waiting for? You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKDOWN to get 15% off of your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. It's near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Also, Hey, you know what? Start fading Michigan State. Start betting against them. If we're going to watch this and watch our team lose, at least get paid for it and do it at FanDuel. That's right, America's number one sportsbook. They are the best out there. And if you haven't gotten enough football fill this week, if you watched this game tonight and said, <laughs> yes, please, more of that, well, keep it rolling for NFL Sunday. Snap into action with NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bonus bet. That's right. 
$200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spread, player props, over-unders, and more. So what are you waiting for, gang? Visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Speaking of FanDuel, I had a nice little same-game parlay. Uh, I had... Eric All over receiving yards. I had Nathan Carter over rushing yards. And then I had Iowa money line. And then, well, the only thing that I needed to uh, hit that bet was a Nathan Carter touchdown. And we learned tonight and last week. Oh, and the week before that. That's right. How hard it is to ask for this offense to generate a single touchdown. Okay. Let's just ramble about quarterbacks a little bit. I think that you guys know where I'm going to go with this. And yeah, sure, I will rehash my comments that I've made before this game. I said that Noah Kim should get the start tonight. And that's before that we knew that Kaden Hauser was going to be out. Let's act like that's not even beside the point. Because quite frankly, based on the history of this coaching staff the last few games, I don't know if Noah Kim would have gotten the hook even if Kaden Hauser was healthy. Um, that's a debate. That is all hypothetical. So we'll just end it right there. But before the game... Said, let's give Noah Kim this last chance, if you will. Uh, it wasn't all his fault in Maryland. Yes, he had the two interceptions, but there was also some drop passes. Okay, there's also some funny business going on when MSU got inside the 30 yard line that was out of his control. But okay, I'm sorry, uh, Team Hauser, you got room in your camp because I'm I'm now part of it, and it brings me no joy to say Noah Kim, by all accounts, great kid. Awesome guy, uh, clearly trying his best out there, but uh, this ain't CYO football. Sometimes the best just isn't enough. This is Big Ten football here, and if Michigan State wants to pull a miracle and win three games the rest of the season, or no, my God, it, it has to be four games the rest of the season to make the surf Pro Bowl on a snowy Dallas afternoon here, I, yeah, um, you're going to have to have some good quarterback play that could generate more than one touchdown drive over the span of three games here uh now the the, the silver <laughs> lining i guess if we want to just throw that word around yeah that seems to make a lot of sense is that you do have a bye week here which i don't even know if michigan state will win that but at least that you can get your quarterback ready should it be Kaden hauser or hey if he's hurt if he's like seriously hurt because we don't know all the details with that let's say that it is sam levitt for example at least you give him two weeks to prepare and yes, it is a road game. Road games are never fun, but it's a little different going to Piscataway than it is going to Kinnick. It will be an easier game, so to speak, for a new quarterback, which I hope to see. You probably hope to see. I can't imagine why you'd want to see number 10 out there continuously, but uh, that's your prerogative. I've had bad takes in life too. You're allowed to have that one, but yeah, it's, it, it's time to go. I know that this is such an obvious take sentence, but... Yeah, here we are. Um, do want to hit on some good players today, though. It wasn't, like, all bad. There were some guys that, like, tried to win the game. I know it didn't really seem like that, and we'll be quick because there weren't a lot. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it here a little bit. Uh, on Torrey Foster, I thought he had a very nice bounce-back game. It's clear that uh, him and Noah Kim had some chemistry going on. Yes, he had a drop early, but honestly, by the, the sum of all of his uh, action out there today, good game, eight catches, 79 yards, and uh, you guessed it. Zero touchdowns. All right. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I do love what we're seeing with Malik Spencer here. And I know that the name of the game here is let's just try to keep as many players as you can happy as possible. Keep them here for the next regime, whatever that is. Malik Spencer has to be at the top of that list. Uh, very, very active in that safety position. I thought he played a superb game. Angelo Gross, again, we've hit on it earlier. A, a great 
turnover that amounted to nothing because the offense can do nothing. Uh, and then just God bless Nathan Carter. I know I'm bouncing back and forth between sides of the ball here, but 20 carries, 108 yards. I mean, just like Nathan Carter's just fighting for himself out there, man. It's 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 tough sliding for old Nate. Um, and Jonathan Kim, I thought, played superb. I'm not going to hang that 50-yard missed field goal over his head, especially when there was a false start a few plays before that that really slid that back from a 45-yarder to a 50-yarder. And if that was from 45, well, guess what? That doesn't hit the upright. That actually goes in, and it is a completely different game here. Um Let's talk about the other storyline going into this game as well. Guys that were going to miss the game because there was, yeah, of course, a storyline that, well, okay, the four games are up. You can hit pause after you play four games, maintain eligibility, make it a redshirt year, transfer elsewhere. Um, there were some names that I saw was interesting. Jacoby Winman out for the season. Now, of course, he's not going to stop playing and then transfer elsewhere. I think, I'm pretty sure, He's out of transfers, and he had that pec injury at the end of the Richmond game, tried to give it a go against Washington as well. Missed last week, missed today, and just like I said, he is out for the season. So best of luck to Jacoby Winman right there. Um, it'd be unfair to speculate any further. I mean, whether it's like, oh, is he really that hurt? Is he just shutting it down to, uh, you know, prepare for the pro route? Okay, even if he is, probably the right move for him. I don't know if anyone else can sense it right now. Kind of a lost season right now. Why would you risk further injury to hurt your draft stock just to hopefully, I don't know, go to the Myrtle Beach Bowl in the future? Like, whatever it is for Jacoby Winman, wish him nothing but the best. Uh, fun little, you know, year here that he had, I guess. But the other two names that are interesting, Keyshawn Blackstock and then Geno Vandermark as well. Uh, they were listed as out for the game. We'll see what comes of that. Um I, I truly don't know, but like, yeah, of all the names. And there was one other two that wasn't on the list. I'm sorry. I, there is one other name as well. Jaden Mangum, I thought was very interesting because he was not in the game today. He was not listed as questionable or out. And he did leave last game, I believe it was, with an injury. Uh, left the game uh, in street clothes. You know, I believe it was a head injury. All right. It's interesting that he's not even listed as out because there are another list of guys that we all know are out that were listed as such. So, Keep your eye on Jaden Mangum. We'll, we'll see what that's all about. But, yeah, uh, with the bye week coming up, we got this fun little hearing coming up uh, over here in East Lansing. But, yeah, the number one storyline for this is going to be who stays, who goes. Uh, so, yeah, stay stay tuned for all of that. Um, God, anything else you guys want to hit on here? Uh, let's check the comments. There's nothing I love more than checking the YouTube comments, especially this time of night. Um, the press conference is going to be interesting. It sure is. Sparty needs to bring some credible PR people and another AD and president. All MSU regions should be replaced. I'm ready to replace every single person at the university except Sparty, uh, except Sparty, the actual mascot. So, <sighs> okay, hold on. Maybe if we're all really nice to Thorne, he'll come back. There is one offense in the country that is worse than Michigan State's. Again, against all odds, guys, it is Auburn's offense. Like, they are not good. I know that Thorne had an okay game today. Uh, if you take away his 61-yard run he had against Georgia, like another pedestrian game, like, I'm sorry. I, if there's any nice thing to look at here, it's not that we're, like, we're kicking ourselves for Thorne leaving. Like, it, it ain't going too great down at Auburn even for him, guys. So, uh yeah, just really, really good quarterback development here at Michigan State here. Um, God. 
Let's talk about the SD4L thing, actually, right now. I'm sorry. I, I've completely uh, glossed over this point, but it would be uh, ridiculous for me just to gloss over it completely because as many of you people know, uh, I do some work on the SD4L show as well, uh, you know, do some co-hosting here and there. News drops Friday night that SD4L has shut down uh, their payments for football players, which imagine that. Wow. Uh, anyway, no, we're going to be adults about this. I just want to say my piece right now. I can't say a lot because quite frankly, and it's up to you whether you want to believe this or not, I am speaking completely transparent right now. I do not know a lot. I was as blindsided as all of you were when that came across the Twitter feed that SD4L has stopped payments to football players. But here is what I do know is that the basketball thing is still happening. Like they still are funding the basketball players and the statement that SD4L came with that's just the best spot that I'm going to go out or sorry, the best statement that I can direct you all towards right now is just that I'll do the cliff notes here. I don't want to read the whole statement, but there's these big contracts for these. Uh, I think it's 35 players are signed by SD4L from the football team. The hoodies, the subscriptions have all come woefully short of those contracts. And quite frankly, I don't, I don't know how many hoodies they were expecting to sell or how many subscriptions, but it is woefully short. In the last few years since SD4L has become a thing, those contracts have been just picked up by like the billionaire donors. And they said, okay, business decision. We're tired of picking up the difference here. We need more subscriptions, hoodies. It's up to the fans to do it. We're going to pull the funding right now. That That is all I know as to what happened. We can debate all day about whether that's right or wrong. It's odd timing to do a 24 hours before a game. I'll, I'll tell you that much. But that is what I know, is that it's a business decision. They wanted more hoodies. They wanted more subscriptions sold. And I know it's a little expensive here, too, because some of these subscriptions are upwards of like 1000 or something, like $2,000 or, or something like that. And that's priced like that because that's what the top-tier programs are pricing around this country. One small problem, though this ain't a top tier program product. So yeah, subscriptions are, are a little low right now, but yeah, I'm sorry. I can't say a lot because one, I, I don't know a lot. And two, like even some stuff I do know, I can't really tell you, but yeah, it's, it is in essence, what that SD4L statement is, is that, yeah, we're, we're going to need some more fan support here because we're just tired of picking up the bill here. Hopefully you don't have a problem with me saying that because that's essentially what their statement said. But yeah, um, I got a few tweets last night being like, Hey, what's this all about? And I was like, what are you even talking about? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for everyone that, that is uh, caught up like in the middle of this right here, but yeah, just wanted to hit that as awkward as it is, as uncomfortable it is. Um, I'm not the ones cooking the books here at SD4L. I'm not the one crunching the Excel spreadsheets. I'm not the one sewing the hoodie. I, I do work for the podcast and I know that that is enough for my name to be attached to that and that people want some answers here. And that's all I can give you here, but yeah, great. Great, great to great to get that out there. Twenty four hours before a game. That's uh, that's good. That's good. Anyone else having a good weekend? Let's uh, check the uh, let's check the comments again. I'm sure it's really good after that little soliloquy about SD4L. Uh, the fact that these guys are clueless and they have a podcast. I'm not entirely clueless. I, I have a clue to some things. I just yeah, I, I'm not in all these meetings, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, I am as blindsided as you are about that so all right gang
I can't believe I, I no, I shouldn't say I can't believe it because I actually can believe everything that we just saw tonight. But uh hey, you know what? Uh for all you guys that have hopped on here, really do appreciate you guys. Uh this is a a popping live show here after a not so popping game. I've not had the uh the greatest uh can't believe it. This is how we spend a Saturday afternoon. All right, gang. Uh, we will be back this week, five days a week. We will be mixing basketball in this week because I need it for my mental health. You need it for your mental health. Spartan Nation needs some basketball episodes here for your mental health. Uh, yeah. You know what, Joseph? That's a good comment. Not even sure where to go from here with this one. That's, that's a great way of putting it. We'll see. Seven more games. Seven more games. <sighs> Love you guys. Go green.